Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! First off, uh, we do the draft, and let's get it going. Too much pomp and circumstance. It takes way too long. I went to bed last night about 11.30, and they still had about eight, nine picks to go in the first, not maybe not that much, about five, six picks to go in that first round. It's just, it's, it's you know, they try to make it an event, uh, but, you know, to me, uh, you got to watch the, the pick. That's important. Uh, and it took about 40 minutes to walk from wherever Goodell was and where the uh, players were to the front stage, but you have to wade through all of that and just try to catch it when you catch can as far as uh, the selection is concerned and go to something else to watch because there's a lot of chatter and there's a lot of time to fill and it takes way too long to fill up all the spots the 31 uh, spots they have to fill up and of course they don't start to about 8 10 8 12 anyway and they put Carolina on the clock Carolina's been on the clock for about five months we got to put them on the clock again officially at 11 to, at 8 10 in the morning at night I mean haven't they already been on the clock forever I mean I mean, how about them pick right away at 8, at 8 o'clock to get it going? Move the time. It's not like Carolina doesn't know what they're going to do. And they've been sitting there for five months just figuring out, well, not that long, but you get the idea, 60 days, knowing that they had the number one pick, knowing they had done all their work on Bryce Young and everybody else at the quarterback's uh, uh, spot, and you would obviously feel, feel that they would be in good shape as far as uh, making their selection is concerned, yet Goodell tells us at 8-10, well, Carolina is now on the clock, which means we waste 10-12 minutes. Regardless of that, uh, you know, the draft had some spice to it because of some trades, and had a surprise or two to it along the way. I think Stroud was a surprise at number two. I think, uh, you know, uh, maybe Houston getting back in the mix after they traded originally, and then, uh, you know, with Arizona, then uh, Arizona getting back involved. I think that had a little juice to it as well. You know, Houston going from 12 to three, Arizona then going 12, and then what they did, uh, jumping down into the, uh, was it the sixth slot, sixth slot uh, to draft the offensive lineman. So, you know, you had even the Giants maneuvering to get the defensive back. You had uh, New England trading with Pittsburgh to prevent Broderick Thomas, uh, uh, the offensive lineman. Is it Thomas's last name? Uh, uh, yes, Broderick Jones going to the Steelers and leaving the Jets with a linebacker. The Jets can do all the high fives they want at their uh, at their location. Bottom line is the Jets did not want Will McDonald. Uh, they wanted an offensive lineman and they got hoodwinked uh, by the Patriots. That's my take on that. Uh, I know we can and the Lions maybe took uh, running back to. to early and Jalen Carter slipped and it was a rough night for Will Levis. I mean, that's basically uh, the theme of the draft, of course, with the Eagles with two Georgia defensive players and, of course, you throw in Houston, which, you know, theoretically could have gotten the first player or the best player in the first in the uh, uh, from offense and then the best player on defense with their second and third picks. So, from that perspective, you have to give Houston all the credit in the world because they got Strom or they got Stroud, who very well might turn out to be the best quarterback out of the foursome. I mean, you know, listen, uh, Phil Sims loved him the other day, thought he was the best quarterback selected. He played a great game against Georgia. Uh, you know, he's not a great runner per se, but I uh, played a wonderful game on New Year's Eve against the Bulldogs. They should have won that game. Uh, and, uh, you know, I know the Ohio State quarterback's always a little shaky historically uh, in this draft. You go back four or five guys, they never have been great. Even Fields so far has not proved he's going to be great. Uh, so that makes you poor 
pause a little bit, but also Will Anderson, Houston gets. So if you want to say that Stroud turns out to be a home run, Anderson very well might be the best player on the defensive side of the ball coming out of college. So if from that perspective, Houston, you know, may have had the, uh, you know, overall five years from now, we might be looking back at Houston's draft saying, wow, look at this. They drafted the best defensive player and they got the best offensive quarterback. And away we go now if you're a Texan fan. Who knows? I mean, it was a bold move by Houston. And uh, you got to give Matt, uh, you know, they took a quarterback that, you know, a lot of folks not so sure about after Young. You heard Lombardi two days ago tell us the only two players he thought were sure bets were uh, the Georgia defensive tackle and, of course, uh, 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 Bryce Young. So from the fact that uh, Houston, you know, goes a little differently with with Stroud and then with Will, with Anderson, you know. uh, But as it turns out, they seem to be committed. They had that trade in, uh, you know, on the on the in the mix with Arizona, and they get Anderson there, who's gonna, you know, they play a four three out there, so his hands are gonna be out to be in the dirt. But you got to figure that uh, him make that adjustment. He seems to be into it, and away we go. So, you know, the draft is what it is. I mean, it's a, a lot of it's guesswork. A lot of it, you have to keep your fingers crossed that these guys are gonna be great. The analysts all tell you the players are great. I mean, so and when every guy gets selected, you know, it's uh, it's essentially the next. Next, um, you know, it's it's the next Mel Hine. Look him up. I mean, when you get right down to it, oh, this guy's great. I love what this guy did here. This guy's wonderful. This guy is a wonderful player. He's a great pass rusher. He's this. He's that. I mean, very rarely after the player is selected do you hear anybody knock the player. This is an awful pick. He stinks. I didn't have him high on my board. The guy can't play. He's got this. He's got. You never hear that. All of them are Hall of Famers. So it's hard to decipher. Uh, you know what you want to take out of the analysts and there's plenty of them out there you can go to abc you can go to espn you can go to the nfl network everywhere you go there's 20 guys telling you about each particular player and you know hopefully we'll get one of those 20 guys on today to tell us the same exact thing but uh, you know again i think the theme of the night is houston i think some uh, interesting decision making by obviously detroit with the running back so high uh philadelphia getting fortunate with the two defensive players out of georgia uh uh, you know, maybe New England screwing the Jets. What else is new? Uh, you know, I mean, there are certain scenarios. And, of course, um, you know, team, uh, Indianapolis taking maybe a huge chance on Richardson, who is a player that uh, Gary thought was a year away, Danielson. And he only, he's only played 13 games in his collegiate career. And now he's going to be the starting quarterback of the Colts. The offensive coordinator of Philadelphia is now their head coach. Maybe he fell in love with um, uh, with Hertz, and he sees the same quarterback player in Richardson. I, it's quite possible. A player that he could not resist having, so he convinced his GM and his uh, nurse, the owner, this is the guy that I want to build my franchise around. Who knows? Uh, but that could very well be a reach. We'll have to wait and see on that down the road. It's impossible to gauge this uh, as we see right now. Um, you know, New England got the defensive back out of uh, Oregon, who everybody thinks might be the best corner in the draft. You know, Seattle took a, a corner from Illinois, uh, who, and by passed on a couple of other players and that made people raise their eyebrow about Carter uh, from Georgia and he did slip all the way to number 10 uh, or was it 9 uh, it was number 9 uh, slipped all the way there Buffalo moves up to take the tight end out of um, out of Utah who they seem to be pretty high on don't have a lot of picks in that second round again the, the beauty's in the eye of the beholder so to sit there and, dis, uh, and disseminate all these players and if these teams make good moves you know it's easy to give draft 
scores, and it's easy easy to give draft grades the day after the first round. And who did well and who did not know, who didn't do well. It is, it's tricky to do it. It's tricky to sit there and figure out this, that, and the other, especially at the quarterback slot. You know, it wasn't that long ago that Baker Mayfield was drafted one. Everybody loved the Browns. It wasn't that long ago that the Jets drafted Sam Donald. Everybody loved what the Jets did. The USC quarterback who came off, of course, his junior year or his first year, a wonderful game against Penn State in the Rose Bowl. Turned out that both guys, uh, you know, turned out to be busts from that standpoint. So it's hard to gauge, especially if positions we know about. You know, Levis, you know, listen, I think the fact he couldn't beat out Clifford at Penn State, not unbelievable uh, there at uh, at um, at Kentucky. Maybe that lights a fire under him, uh, and he goes out there to prove everybody wrong. Certainly worked that way for Brady, right? So maybe do a degree for Favre, too. And Lamar Jackson, I think, played with a little chip on his shoulder, which has helped him, being bypassed by lots of teams on draft night. And maybe at the end of the day, that's going to help Levis. Uh, who knows? We'll see how it moves tonight. Uh, the second and third day of the draft doesn't have nearly as uh, the pomp and circumstance Stances. The first day has, it gets a little old. The draft selections get a little shorter, which is nice. It moves a little quicker, but it's really more of a football day, days two and three, than the first day, which again is a lot of pomp and circumstance. Uh, you know, with, uh, you know, and, Tra- and Travis Kelsey drives me crazy. I mean, boy, he wears me out. Kelsey with the sunglasses on, uh, he on a cloudy day. I mean, he drives me nuts, uh, Kelsey. I mean, he tries way too hard to be cool. That's why I look at it. Uh, and I know if you're a Chief fan, who wants to hear that? He's great, and he is. He's a Hall of Fame uh, tight end, so we have to accept that right out of the gate. But he, uh, his act, to me, gets a little old, a little too noisy. Uh, you know, and you figured they were going to bring the trophy out, and here comes uh, Mahomes, and, you know, 600,000 at the Union Station in Kansas City can scream and yell and get all excited, and away we go. Boy, it certainly seemed like a... I don't know why you'd want to be sitting there. Uh, you know, why would you want to go to that draft and stand, not sit? stand for six hours you know way in the back miles away from the stage where you can't see anything and and do they pay uh, how do how do they get all those fans in the great it's funny all the fans who are wearing the para, paraphernalia with the cheerleaders and uh, you know the the, the uh, uniform on and all the uh, uh, the cowboy stuff the cult stuff I mean geez you even had uh, Tennessee Titan stuff and fans wearing their garb I mean how do they get those seats right in front there i mean do the teams bring in a selected number of season ticket holders and say you know what we'll give you a weekend in kansas city if you can act like an idiot and stand up and scream and yell for four and a half hours and when our team gets ready to pick in the first round you can jump jump up and down for joy so you get on camera is that how those fans get those particular locations i was thinking about that last night how did they figure out a way to put the fans who are all in team garb up front and none of the other fans who are way in the back have the team garb on that's what I was thinking about because everybody right in front of goodell you know is uh, basically joe fan with uh, with cheerleaders screaming and yelling, and everybody with the banners and the pennants, and uh, I mean, how do they get those? They get those seats by accident, right? I mean, somebody must have put it in there. Had a, had a plan on there. Hey, you sit here. You look good on camera. So when we when we mention that Dallas is on the clock, you can scream and yell. And when Dallas makes a pick, you can scream and yell. We all have some fun. I mean, that's how they must have gotten those seats. That's got to be planned and arranged. No, no. 
As the evening went along, I found myself watching more Celtics, Hawks, Rangers, Devils, Mets, Washington than I did the draft. All right, when's it up now? Who's up next? What team? You want to see Goodell make the selection. You want to see that there's a little drama there, although their guesswork's pretty good with the analysts and they take a lot of fun out of it. Very rarely are they wrong when they get right down to it. I think this team's going to go defense and all of a sudden, boom, presto. That team takes a defensive player. So, you, you know, everybody thought that Carter would go to the Eagles is a perfect example. So you lose a little of the drama, but, but there still is nothing like the commissioner making the call you know and you're waiting to see what he says with his with with his uh, little card in front of him with the fourth pick of the 2023 draft the indianapolis Colts take boom there is something to that it's four hours of it and each one of those picks takes about 10 seconds and it's 31 picks so do the math you watch four hours for two minutes i don't but people do Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.